Fangirl on the outside running on. Princess Grace the inside from Zaki. And now Fangirl is starting to lengthen. Fangirl wide out. Princess Grace the inside. Princess Grace and Fangirl. Fangirl won the wing stakes. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined in studio with Johnny Walter. How are you, Johnny? Off the back of Randwick Kinzo yesterday. It was a debacle, oh, that. Yeah, well, it was back to the Kinzo of old, wasn't it? Like it's... um used to someone pee on the track and it'd be outside fence and it's been playing good and then they put the rail out you wonder why and then yeah by race two well by race three karen took a couple extra races to work out it was outside fence nash worked it out pretty quick and did what he does and j mac rode the mate that makes him like, like a blind man when he's on a half decent chance and the rest aren't it's crazy awful after about race four i'd had enough i tapped out and i started to uh, look at saturday's races and i tell you what I sort of got a bit of a chubby last week about the races, but uh, I've sort of lost that looking at the fields on Saturday. But uh, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. We'll keep on betting, Nico. You've uh, lost a soldier down there. You're uh, you know do the old work from home, and DK's got a sniffle. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's he's maybe got COVID or something round two, but uh, hopefully DK's all sweet. But um, yep, on our uh, on our lonesome down here. Yeah, like you said, just. Um, Last week was outstanding racing, wasn't it? With sort of the group one up in Sydney and then the PB Lawrence, Mr. Brightside, big winner. And then this week we're back to uh, Death Valley and uh, Rose Hill, which seemingly looks like a sort of a midweek sort of standard of program with a lot of benchmark racing there. So they do have two good it's races a, up It's there. a Wednesday card until race seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so. weird. Yeah. Anyway. Speaking of Wednesday, uh, CNN was all right yesterday for you, Nico? Yeah, we had a strip out race one, but we sort of clawed our way back. We probably should have had a big result in the staying race. Found the trifecta, but the, the saver one and the other two couldn't get the job done. But I feel like we're seeing them okay. Um, yeah, I feel like we're a bit in the zone at the moment. So hopefully Saturday's a good day and uh, probably about our level, just just off the, the real peak racing. And it probably isn't much better than a, a sort of midweeks standard of program anyway so uh we'll do our best there a couple of nice wins poison chalice is one electric impulse the other and um what a deal looks like it's come back so they're probably three uh decent horses to follow and uh yeah what can we talk about this week it's uh it's interesting some of the tactics um are pretty strange last week i sort of caught one uh Aegon. i know they went quick but blinkers on but then they settled uh, last that horse just roared home for second so got one there but a little just um maybe just a point or a topic to discuss who are the best and worst stables and jockeys for tactics i uh i did see that uh your girl rachel schumacher has won from her last 50 rides and now she's on a first class flight to japan to represent <laughs> australia england tanzania and someone else i think she's representing half the planet um you got that you got that one right then <laughs> oh yeah if you got nothing nice to say say nothing at all Mm. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, uh, well, to me, the, the the like I don't see watch Melbourne as much. So, but um, yeah, some of the some of the stable riders and things just not matching up with the stables for mine. At much at the moment, like you've got say horses, uh, stables like Hawks who like to have their horses ridden a little bit pretty, might suit jockeys more like you know your Bowman, Collet, mould of horses, riders, and they've got they're putting inexperienced riders on a lot. Um, so, you know, finding a lot of trouble. It's just there's mismatches. Snowden's a bit the same. Um, you know, Kira Ma finding yeah, some like, real weird riders. Yeah, well, yeah, and Annabelle is the most mystifying at times. Um, yeah, it's just weird. At the moment it seems a bit of a mismatch, so it's hard to find. You know, like you've also, you know, Timmy and Hippo and and uh, everyone riding for Gay are the, are the outlier at the moment when, when you know what you're always going to get, a hard-feared horse 
put up on speed, they're a, they're a glorious horse to find if you find them in a race at the moment because it takes uh, most of the guesswork out. But um, it's not as if everyone's riding poorly or anything. It's just, a, you know, not everyone suits. So it's stable. it just seems that we're going through a period where they're, you know, people are matched up a little bit incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. So Bjorn and Rachel are a bit similar. What about you, Nico? Notice any uh, interesting patterns or frustrating jockey tactics and stables doing funny things down in Victoria? Or oh, I think the most noticeable noticeable thing was probably last week with you know D Lane and B Shit absolutely dominating the day at Caulfield. So you know you put the the class jockeys on and you you half get a change of tactics anyway when a rider like B Shin goes aboard Vavia was sitting well back in the field and then sort of her last few runs he's been able to put her up right on top of the speed. So um, you definitely factor it in with riders like that, but. Well, we saw yesterday, Brazen Kingdom, he was absolutely smashed against Poison Chalice. Uh, tactics change came through. He was going to go forward and then, you know, the rider just couldn't get him into that position. So I do think it it does have some um, weight, what jockey do you have on to do that? Because if you have a jockey that's not the best at getting him out of the gates, well, in that case, Brazen Kingdom couldn't cross about eight other horses and then the market's sort of completely wrong, thinking he might find the lead and he's all of a sudden behind Poison Chalice in the run and you probably swap the betting then, so... Um, yeah, you probably just have to have the right men on for the job, but that was pretty evident last Saturday with D Lane and B Shin. But they're gone for this Saturday; they're both suspended. So um, I think Zara is probably the big go-to man at, at the Valley, and uh, expecting him to probably have a big day. It's it's rarely talked about what you just said. Like uh, everyone thinks about a horse having speed, they never think about riders and their influence. And you know, like Shin or Shin's a great example of. I think he got beat on one as well last uh, Saturday, that, but he put it, you know, two or three lengths closer in a, the right spot. You know, it had every possible, and he just, um, it's a superpower. And there's definitely the opposite out there as well, like riders who would uh, tend to be a length or you know a mm, half so length slow, and and that's all it needs to be. Whereas if you if, you, if you've got the opposite, it's um. Yeah, it's, it's literally game-changing for particular horses. Mm. It's a funny one. I, I remember like, just digging out some stats and um, playing around with models at Betfair and, and Tommy Berry sort of skewed high at uh, Warwick Farm. Some jockeys just ride certain tracks so well. Craig Newell at Stony He's Creek. He's the king and, of the anchor drop, yeah. um, Tommy. So, uh, yeah, I don't know whether it's uh, whether that's suited to Warwick Farm. Maybe you, you can sort of, if you pinch a bit there and scoot off the bend, I don't know, there'd be a reason for it if you sort of, because most of those riders are pretty consistent. Um yeah, it's weird. Like I remember, like Jason Collett's got one of the better records on rolling forward on horses, and he just doesn't do it do very enough. often. You know, mm. yeah, it's it's uh, frustrating. Whether it's the stables he rides for, or he's just feels more comfortable stalking. I'm not sure, but um, there's certainly a few out there that have, you know, potential if they change the way they approach things a, a little bit. And yeah, like that's Shin's the again the ideal example. It's it's a bit weird. I <laughs> when you think of J Mac, you know he's good. But you can't. He's probably just good at everything uh, to a certain degree. Whereas, yeah, Shin's just—I uh, don't know. He just—he's uh, just a little bit different. Mm. On Monday, Bullock uh, flexed his muscles at Scone. I tell you, what, he absolutely crushed me. I took him on a couple of times and learnt the hard you way. You got to the horses that he's on every now. And then, you just got to. But he's just uh, when he's on that particular type of horse mm. that's—they've uh, got a bit of toughness about them. He, he adds like two or three lengths and. You know, again, not having a crack at the ones around him, he sort of plays them off a break, doesn't he? He gets them a length closer. He hates leading, but he can still get them that little bit closer in the run, and then he can get more out of them uh, in the straight at in the country races. Like it's it's immeasurable what he's worth in the last two hundred meters, unless you're on sightseer at Musselbrook. I think we're there on the only one he's got beaten a photo in about the last three and a <laughs> half years. But uh, no, it's um, yeah, he's a nightmare because he, if you, if he's on the horse you want to take on. He does everything he can to get him home, doesn't he, every time? So, 
Yeah, it cost me a fortune on uh, Monday. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting, but uh, we battle on. It's going to be a, a pretty good show here, even uh, without uh, DK. Our, uh, oh, oh, he's been rubbing everyone up a little bit and uh, throwing lots of uh, fuel on the fire, but uh, Donnie needs to fire up a little bit. He copped a bad scratching. He found an absolute beauty. Hell of a deal got scratched, so he's going to go value hunting at Doombin. Walt, uh, as we sort of mentioned, yeah, Rose Hill this week, at, uh, pretty lacklustre of the fields, a little bit disappointing given uh, the abundance of prize money there and just seems there's a bit Billion scratchings uh, all around Australia, all, all down the east coast. It's uh, it's crazy. There's just too many options at the moment for uh, for trainers. Uh, Nico, Mooney Valley is not really your happy hunting ground, but uh, we are going to roll out your Telegram service for free for the rest of uh, August. So if people haven't tried it, um, the link will be in our Discord chat. Or if you can't uh, access that, just uh, direct message us on Twitter and you can have a free spin this Saturday and next Wednesday. The Assaulter from Malta is back. He uh, He's been head down bum up, but uh, he'll be hunting Rose Hill and the Valley, so he's going to show a little bit of flair there. I think I might uh, hang up the boots for a, a week or so. I only went the Valley instead of Rose Hill, and huh? I only cast it completely. <laughs> I was, uh, especially when I saw that Nico sort of played away from the race that I'm interested in. I was like, geez, like well, it is. I nearly went the other way. I nearly went Rose Hill over the Valley. So well, we, we, should have, we should have communicated. We should have swapped because. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird what they're doing in Sydney. So yesterday there's seven horse fields, the rails are out, like 10 horse fields max, I think was what it is. And then he puts the Wednesday races on Saturday and moves the rail in to make the fields bigger. Mm. And you've basically got Wednesday horses racing for Saturday prize money. And I don't know anyone who really likes betting on them. You've got these 20 horse midways and uh, obviously there's a couple of really nice races there, the San Domenico and, and that, but they're just, they're, they're good races, not great betting races, yeah. hard to hard to get your head around, which is fine, you know, that's that's awesome. But, um, yeah, it's strange tactics they're using to, to beef these Saturday cards up to get full fields, but they're not quality horses. Yeah. It's it's weird. Anyway, I might hang up the boots this week because uh, Fangirl got the chocolates and I might have to. Oh, is that it? You're just hanging them up. Press conference. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's what you do. You declare so you, one at Pisces. You land one act of God and you just. <laughs> How are you feeling? I probably yeah. got a little bit lucky. Uh, oh, not really. It was always going to be slowly running. He gave it best a Best sprint and everything, but he did have it that length closer you wanted and got it got it out when it needed to get out. But, um, yeah, the horse on the inside when it spreaded would have given you a nice sphincter of uh, shrinkage. Did. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely Jeez, it's uh, a good horse to follow that, probably. Princess Grace or something is a good yeah. horse. Uh, speaking of uh, tightening and uh, tensing up, Skirt Lord, Nico, you put the pen through it. It was a top sport steamer. How's the ticker coming up the home straight? I'll tell you what, this horse – it's got a will to win. It, uh, it's got some tenacity, this thing. Yeah, well, when I did the race, it was sort of, you know, five of the horses in the race and four of them I liked come out. So by the time I got to Saturday, I was like, this is a completely different race than what I thought it would be. And then obviously seeing her in the yard, the, the Mac that boys are right, she's a pretty good type. She probably needed the run from a, from a yard point of view. So I was not too concerned, but um, we had Charmstone on top from the yard. We probably should have backed her in hindsight, given I was a bit against the wall, but I think out of Saturday, they've run a pretty good overall figure. Um, yeah, she'll be hard to beat next start. Probably underrated her somewhat, but uh, not going to be doing that next start. Probably want to back her, to be honest. So that's just the way the uh, the game is sometimes, isn't it? Mm. Charmstone had a chance to turn to it up too. I thought it was a pretty good win. It sort of it, it yep. sort of threatened to come back the other one and maybe its fitness gave out, but it was a pretty strong win. Mm. 
tough little filly, the uh, the Golem one there. Skirt also definitely one to follow. Make sure you're having a bet this week at Top Sport. We've got a little special later on in the show, a little scooty as a double. So I'm not completely retired. Um, I think there's a, a couple of good things at Mooney Valley. So we've got a little top two special. So make sure you join Top Sport. They've been in the game for 40 years. You can trust them. They uh, help us uh, deliver all our streams. I think uh, the weather looks okay for the Valley. And the first race that you're going to have a look at here, Nico, is race five. And it'll be interesting to see how the uh, the track plays. Uh, early betting at uh, Mooney Valley has been pretty diabolical uh, at the moment, but uh, race five is a bit of a safe one. 2,500-metre race. Magna spins a favourite 310. Bainbridge at 750. Zanudin is $8. Woods is a Wuds is 850. Strawberry Ruck, $9. Uh, Farrago, $9. Duca Hastings, 14. United Nations, 17. And then you got Pearl Rain at 17. Orbit, Orbital Express is $18. And the horse that you like is a, a Sydney side here, Nico, United Nations, and here it is at uh, Rose Hill over 2,400. It's in a bit of a bumping jewel, uh, and it's got uh, the red and the uh, the blue and white sleeves there. Tails off here. It's nearly in the, the file-up colours, really, but um, yeah, as you said, got into the bumping jewel in the corner there, really lost his momentum. He was alien up to 2,400 on this day. Um, he sort of goes to the line. You think, oh, he's only going okay there. He's still run the second fastest last 200 of the race, so... I think that bump on the corner really just sucked the wind out of him. Um, first up, he also ran the fast, second fastest last 200 of the race. So that would be an indication for mine that the horse is going pretty well, although he's sort of run third last and second last in his two starts. Um, I think this isn't the strongest sort of Saturday race. You get Mark Zara going aboard. I know he had J-Mac last start, but you lose nothing there. He's probably the best rider at the meeting. And then you look through the rest of the field and, Oh, the, I couldn't mark Magnus being favourite. He had the absolute PR last start at Mini Valley. He was probably a bit of a question mark at 2,000. He run that out. But now he's up to 2,500. Um, first go against the older horses. He looks an easy risk. And then you're kind of with, um, you know, Bainbridge, who's been, you know, a tough sort of on-pace galloper the last two meetings at the Valley. But he's probably had a few things in his favour. And he's gone really quick in those two races, just how much left in the tank there. Wads was on the fence last start, looked good, but... At every possible, Farago, he's easy enough to beat. And then sort of Zaynoud, and we backed him um, last week at the midweek. So this horse is coming through probably some of the better form lines. Um, Zara on, Ma Eustace, Barry 15's a little bit tricky, but I feel like if the track is playing mad on speed and they want to win this race, they might just put him right up there. You know, tactics change potentially from that draw, or he can go back if it's, you know, relatively fair. I think the the lanes to be probably be lane one and two. Probably not as um, sort of, uh, impactful in the staying race, given it's over a lot further than sort of some of the sprint races. But I think early on the card, that's probably it would be your default position, but it will be a little bit tricky. I don't know if you want to be diving into anything early on this program, um, which is a bit of a, you know, a bit of a downer considering that's, it's not a bad sort of betting card, a few of those early races and no one's probably going to be betting that much early because just don't know what you're going to get with this track pattern. So it's definitely hurting turnover the way this track is playing. And I think something does need to sort of be done, especially if they're, you know, the um, the new sort of precinct and the new track is still sort of three or four years away or something like that, then we can't race on this track forever because it is absolutely cast. But United Nations, he just might get a few things in his favour here, can go forward or back, MZ, in a pretty weak race. Thought sort of $17, $18 was uh, well over the odds. Mm, not Metro standard, Nico. He just keeps digging the boots in. It's fair enough too. And I think uh, their turnover's down at uh, Caulfield last week. I think it was down 7% like for like and the extra race is the only thing, I guess, holding. Um, if, it, if it's down at Caulfield where we had perfect conditions, it's got to be down at Mooney Valley where, you know, the, the meeting 
uh, two meetings ago. Uh, the rail was out five and that inside lane was the best place to be. Then it went back to the true. Then the fence was off, but the, still the best lane in the track was lane five. So there's definitely some recent evidence to suggest that that is the part of the track that's firmer than anywhere else. And they couldn't even rectify that after the last meeting. So um, rail out five on Saturday, rail out four on Saturday. So probably lane one and two that are, that could be red hot on Saturday off, off recent evidence, but um, we'll just sort of wait and see. Mm. It's probably, uh, well, yeah, when you see that horse pick itself back up, it's probably one of the better seven-length defeats if you, um, yeah, factor in the bump there. So might be a, a nice each-way bet there, United Nations. Not sure what Walt thinks of uh, the Verona form line. Mate, I don't know what that race was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Too much for me, these staying races. I just said someone put a message, 32 races in Australia today, only one over a mile. That's one too many. Right, we'll move on to race uh, number six there. So uh, nice little roughy to start the day, and uh, you don't have to have much on to get a good uh, result there. This is uh, race six. This is the uh, top sport top up handicap over twelve hundred meters. Uh, inhibitions as favourite here, th- four twenty into three ninety. Croatian Bell six fifty. Right to party seven fifty. Beauty Rising seven fifty. If a media nine dollars, Ethereal Star twelve dollars, and No Darchi is fourteen. Hell Queen fifteen. Oz Empress sixteen dollars. Inhibitions is the horse that uh, you like here, Nico. And again, we're uh, looking at the SF, and you're looking at the Godolphin Blue just in behind the speed, and uh, in behind our Taramina and uh, Fuku Bana. Yeah, I think the SF could be uh, pretty strong on Saturday in here at Melbourne because we just probably don't have a lot of our class horses running. She was a model beaten on this day. She definitely should have won. Um, the winner come out run, it was okay. It was sort of the bunny there in the uh, the group race last week for the Phillies. Um, I don't think the race she tackles on Saturday is any stronger than that. She's even back to the trial. She looked okay there, just sort of poked around. Her first trial leading to this campaign was pretty good. And then you go back and sort of look through her four lines last campaign that went at Canterbury where she beat Tannhauser and um, so that from Randall Muir and Tom Kitten, I think it definitely stacks up in a race like this because if you're sort of not on her, there's there's not a lot of other places to go. All of these fillies is kind of thousand meter fillies that are stretching out to twelve hundred, or they or they look like Malalas. So she just could get the the perfect setup from Barry Number Four Malamon for Cummings. Uh, I was kind of surprised she wasn't shorter, and I'm not surprised to see the market is sort of gravitating towards her. I think she'll start clear favourite, just given you know how luckless she was last start. Still flashed home late, was good through the line. Um, and in a race where if you're probably not on her, you're probably scratching your head a little bit because Croatian Bell's sort of second pick. She does have good venue value form, but she's got no 1,200 meter form. Beauty Rising's first up, right to party. Comes back from Doombin, probably has to go back. And then sort of a few of the on-pace runners probably don't have the same class as Inhibition. So she's, you know, she's had a few cracks at it and she's no superstar, but she's pretty consistent. I think if she runs up to sort of the, some of the ratings she did last campaign and sort of what she produced first up. Um, I don't think she would have had to improve at all what she did off those two-year-old days to winning this race. So I just thought parking behind the speed should get every possible. Things should be right in the finish. It's just whether she's good enough. And I'm, I'm sort of happy to find out at $4. I think it's a, a fair price. I'd probably have her closer to $3, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I was happy with her. Probably is the best of the day. It's uh, it's not much to that field at all. It's it's pretty flimsy that race. Yeah, I, so I don't know the others, but it's forms like solid. It's got horse uh, form around, like not winning form a lot of the time, but it's um, the right strong sort of horses in Sydney, you would imagine. And that Tayamina form, I think it's fine. Like she's as you said, she's no star, but she's uh, pretty solid. Like she'd start close enough to the side. I would have had her like four dollars in this race, so got to have inhibition shorter. Mm. 
I think it's a uh, a good little uh, race and bet to tackle. I can thought. I, can I question you about race one? Or are you going to talk about that race still? Oh, well, let's talk about race one. We've got a little bit of time waiting for the assaulter to uh, dial in. So race. Tell one. me about race one, Nico. Why is the years not even money? <laughs> it's a fair question. Um, jumped out. He's jumped out super coming into this campaign. He's looked like an absolute rocket there at Flemington. Mancy, he's had a high-rating race last start at Mooney Valley, and maybe they've gravitated towards him because he has the Mooney Valley form. Mew has also won at Mooney, or run at Mooney Valley before. I think he might have won it's a won race. won there, there twice, right? Yeah, but they're both, yeah, I've watched it closely, and it's, you'd think he's going to drop back, wouldn't you? Like, you'd think he'd be giving years probably three or four lengths of Mur, So and same for Man's ear. Mm. So, yeah, Potentially. The, the way I sort of looked at the race, I thought Prince Zero, he's had 2,000-meter runs. He's pretty fast. Jay Carr on, he'll probably lead. And then the years is probably going quick with him, sort of probably outside later. I think he'd get past Prince Zero. Jewel Bay is probably right up there. It was just probably the speed that I think has been factored. And they're both into drawn the inside. That's the well, only thing that's yeah, exactly one and two are the ones with speed. But if it crosses, it's over. I yeah, think. yeah. I, th- I um, thought it was definitely. It, he'd be the horse I'd want to back in the race. And there is a few sort of other things there, but you'd rather take sort of four forty about him than Mansier and Amur. So I can definitely see the love. Yeah, I think it starts six to four. Absolute declaration. So that's Mooney Valley race one, number two, the years. Get on and get on early and get as much as you can afford uh, responsibly on that one. Don't want to get in trouble. But uh, race four, Mooney Valley is an interesting one. One of mine, uh, Hennessy Lag goes around $3. I think uh, we'll put this into our uh, our top two sort of special. I think it just blew out in condition last start and it was a, uh, a real slot run and a little bit sick we didn't get the chocolates. I think it was like $6.50 or $8 into uh, pretty pretty short there at uh, Flemington and just condition gave out and uh, dirty old Braden Star just got us. So that uh, was a, a tough one to uh, to swallow in a little birdie syndicate but uh, I'm going to throw that in as my first leg for uh, the top two special and uh, the assaulter from Malta is going to chime in uh, shortly here, and he's got uh, something on later on the cards. Okay, so uh, that's Nico at the Valley, and again, uh, we've got the uh, little Telegram uh, promo there, so you can get a free lick of uh, Nico's stuff in the uh, the Discord channel or uh, private message or DM us on our Twitter handle, and we'll send you Nico's uh, Telegram link. So uh, hopefully he uh, shoots straight at the Valley, and uh, hopefully they get the track sorted there. But uh, big welcome now to uh, Jason as a party. The Salter from Malta, he's been on holidays, he's looking good, he's tanned, he's, he's fresh. What's that hat, mate? What is it? Great to great to see you. What's his new say ninety six? Trying to be trying to stay young, you know, keep fresh. <laughs> uh, I'm still so waiting what? for my little birdie cap to to come in the mail. I must have got lost a few times, so uh, still wearing this at the moment. But I'll hold out for Derby Day. That's all right. How's the uh, the horse the horse going? Struck by you got swamp or blouse struck, uh, struck gold. Yeah, it's going well. Gold, we, as I wanted to rename it John Walter after uh, given we bought it with the King Colorado money. Um, <laughs> but no, look, we. Uh, you know, it, it's exciting. We we found it off that New Zealand maiden, and you know, you buy it, get mates into it. Um, you know, to win the maiden by by four pretty easily was exciting, and um, and he was absolutely backed off the map um, at um, Seymour the other day, and nearly fell out of the gates, and uh, just sort of over raced, was a bit fierce, and uh, I thought still ran well for second, albeit. When they're four bucks in the two fifty, you'd, you'd like them to win, but hey, that's why you shouldn't pump too much on horses you own because you can let that um, you can let that sort of you know rule your mentality. But look, we're going to go to Anthony message just yesterday, and we're going to go to Sandown on Wednesday or Bendigo on 
Thursday and at 64. So excited to see how it will go. Um, they'll be an even stronger race again. So I'll probably give him one more and then tip him out. I think we've got a nice horse here for a few years, which is good. That's great. Great effort. What's the, how's the tried horse market going? Uh, well, it's still pretty hot. We tried to buy a jumper the other day. Our budget was 30 and it went for 70 It's a bit more hit or miss. Uh, there's a few sneak through now, but, yeah, it's not. It's still it's still pretty strong. I think it's just because that, that level down just can't afford it and the country trainers have no other option. They can't afford yearlings, so they've kind of got to pay that little bit extra and, and hope they can um, sell it to someone who's actually going to pay the bill. But it's... Uh, yeah, I think that's going to hold the, the the market up for a while. I think the yearlings will go down before the tried horses, probably because just because of that, they just can't afford to get horses any other way. Yeah, fair enough too. All right, let's. Uh, Nico's uh, given uh, Mooney Valley Track uh, a fair pacing, not just this episode, but a couple of weeks ago as well. I reckons it's not up to Metro standard, but um, you're a fearless punter, as I so uh, no doubt that you're going to plough into it. Race nine. Hey, the- he bet on razor blades. He wouldn't care. They <laughs> run on razor blades. I couldn't agree more with Nico. That that rail with the five meters out, the first meeting back was was putrid, and went back to true. And now this meeting's four. Um, so all I say is uh, my motto with the valley is um, no one beats the valley. So everyone just be careful. <laughs> have your one or two Death bets. Valley, money God valley. It's got the a valley lot of bad beats, names, isn't it? <laughs> the valley beats everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. I do not care. Um, I just tread warily with this rail four meters. I, did, I wanted to swerve it, um, but I've, look, I've just found one there that um, is a horse going places. And I think I'm doubling down on the years now after keep, that gutless performance, that gutless speech. I've, you know, that's the most gutless thing I've ever heard from oh, as I'm going to go bullish in the end, JW. That's all right. That's all right. I'm, ready to, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to attack today, Matty Hayden style. <laughs> Mooney Valley Race 9 is uh, as is best here. Booze Bud handicap 1,500 metres. Uh, hopefully, we've got enough money to shout the bar by this stage. Uh, St. Lawrence is a favourite here. $2.10 for Carlene. Deny Knowledge, uh, $6. Aaron Bay, $6.50. French Emperor, $6.50. Oh, sorry, $9.50. Junipel, $12. Regards, Marie, still going around. $12. King Magnus, $14. Papali, dual nominated, no rider, probably get scratched here. $19 Conqueror, $21 Ironclad, uh, also a dual nominated, $31, and then Rebel Racer at $101. Horse we're going to have a look at here is uh, St. Lawrence winning second up. Carleen, strong win. Yeah, look, there's been a bit of a boom on this horse. I think everyone knows it. Um, it's won six from seven. Um, you know, really sort of trotted up around them here. And and uh, look, I only beat Scantoon, who ran last in at, at, in Kensington yesterday, Netanyahu is, you know, a Wednesday borderline Saturday horse and first mate who won that benchmark race last weekend. But I love the last hundred here. We just powered away. He was second up here, so took improvement out of that. Had a jump out in between. I like how they're just taking this horse through the grades. Uh, 1,500 metre looks ideal um, and drops from like 60 kilos to, to 53 here, even though they're a bit up in grade. So I think it just map-wise, they're just positive. It sits sort of one by one. Uh, it's a race I think we can make money out of. I think, I think it was 210 there. Was, I thought it was 240 when I tipped it. I think I think you can probably get better than 210. Uh, I do think there's money to be made out of the race. I, I do think Deny Knowledge is a very good horse. Their last six starts or seven starts have pretty much all been in group races. I see they swerved the PB Lawrence last week and kept her for this. Down in the weights, uh, I know she's first up, but Mick Kent's a trainer that can you know, win first up over a, over a trip with these horses. She's going to be map positive. Again, she's only got 52 and a half as well. I thought they were probably the only two that could win it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to 
look to make money out of this race, even with exactors, those two to win, and put those two with Aaron Bay's a second, and I think I think we get the cash. So um, a race I like with very few winning chances. It's a really strong win first up, this horse, Lawrence, and then sort of a bit more work than like uh, here and probably just down looking for for further. So 1,500 uh, will probably suit. So I'm happy to uh, to go with you there, Azza. Um, and we're going to put that uh, into a top two special. So we're going to have uh, Hennessy Lad with uh, the top two and then uh, St. Lawrence top two. So it's around 3.30, but Tristan's boosted it to $4. So if you go into Thoroughbred Specials, you can uh, get the double there for uh, for $4. So I've popped my 100 on. <clears throat> and if you How want much to do, can we have on that? Uh, $100 max bet. We just want everyone to share the love. Are you like it? Are you keen? Oh, yeah. Well, can you make an exception for the – for the, the, the host, or the, the participants <laughs> in the show, or what, and add a couple of zeros on? Yeah, how much you want on it? Just send the Maltese brothers in, mate. Send the Maltese team in. We can just put a thousand through and see if see if they notice and see if it gets accepted. I have five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as is keen, he likes it. Let's uh, let's go to Rose Hill. He's going to stomp on uh, Walt's toes, and he, geez, he's uh, he's fearless here. This is a really tricky race. It started to give me a headache. It's race Ooh. seven at Rose Hill. It's up and coming stakes. Weather's all clear. Car- Cabalus or Cabellus is three dollars thirty. La Vampires uh, three fifty. Griff eight fifty. Manwe nine fifty. Tom Kitten ten dollars. Tudor La Vida fifteen dollars. Kin uh, sorry Decas sixteen dollars. Kintai seventeen. Ncap seventeen. Cafe Millennium eighteen. Infatuation Hasty Honey well outside the market here. The replay we're going to have a look at here is Ncap G Portelli. Ooh, here it is here like. in the um in the in those poor telly colours sort of on the turn about third last white cut. Um it sort of just got hampered at the start here. Gets out wide um and absolutely savages the line. The winner and leader here is Lay Vampires. It's equal favourite in this race. It's three dollars sixty. Uh, they both dropped from like fifty nine down to fifty three here. Uh for me, NCAP should have beat those vampires here. Um over twelve hundred at Warwick Farm. Step up to thirteen hundred at Rose Hill. If you look at Encap's first up, uh, f- first up run as well, it was an absolute moral beat. Go back and watch it. Absolutely extraordinary that one horse is three dollars sixty and ours twenty into seventeen now dollars. Uh, There's no way there should be a price differential for these two horses. I think this horse has heaps of potential, um, and I can put a line through a lot of other horses in this race. I, I know Cabalas was unlucky last start. Um, the figures from that race are just okay. Shora can win, and Les Vampires is going to get Matt Favors, the 1,300 meter start at Rose Hill, where they, they hit a turn pretty quickly, and Timmy's going to be positive, no doubt. But I just can't have this horse double figures. I, I've got it, I marked it single figures. When I went to the odds, I couldn't believe it. Um, I'll bet aggressively at $20. Uh, I don't think I can have any more on. Uh, it's getting a bit silly. Uh, and uh, runs a drum, I'll be wrapped at five bucks, but I genuinely think it can win this race. Um, some of the horses that are prized under it, like Manway, I mean, yeah, it's one at Canterbury. Uh, it just, it just looks like a very even field to me here. And I think this horse is every bit as good as them. The other bet I'm going to have in the race, which is $10 is Griff. Uh, really like it's run first up. I know there's a bit of susness about that Rosebud form, given they all finished together, but. Um, I still think most of them are better horses than here. It was 1100 needs the extra ground, up to 13 here, Kieran, uh, on the minimum. I just think as well, it's it's going to run huge. Uh, and even a horse like Ducast for the future, Barrier 1, I like it. It's got potentially $20. I'll be chopping out of it. Uh, I'm going to bet aggressively at big odds. 
I uh, hope we get a result. I, I, tried, yeah. I tried to buy in cap after last start, and it's got 20 owners and the managing owner's Portelli's wife, so we didn't have much joy there. But, um, yeah, it's uh, anyway. So that's a, uh, that's, that's definitely a get-on for both of you boys. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in line with, with like Griff. If, it, if Griff drew low, I'd be unloading. I just worry about what, um, as I said there, that just that wide draw, and I, I just want to see this horse ridden closer. I think it's a horse. That, Griff? Yeah, if it, if it drew low, like if it, you swap the gate with Ducasse, I'd be unloading. Um, I, I I completely agree with everything you said. Basically, like Vampire's probably the one to catch. Cabalis is just ridiculously short. Getting deep into its first prep was unlucky the other day, but still, um, this is a different level of a race. Manway off a, a race where they handed at the front at Canterbury's half the price of NCAP just doesn't make sense. And I thought Tom Kitten was the only other horse that I, I could entertain at sort of double figure odds. It was the, so Tom Kitten, NCAP, and Griff were the three I thought were the value. And Griff just gonna just gonna get a nightmare of a run again. Tyler's not the one to drop the hammer usually, uh, so maybe Griff next time. But probably don't want to lose on the race if it runs around. But I, I agree with everything you said for sure. And Ducas, what about this horse? It's sort of in the it's been in the abyss a bit. It's been. Dominated for so many, so many races, and they keep they're just picking and choosing. And now they've got suck draw here, barrier one, Chad. Dangerous horse, but it's that sort of race. Mm. It's and even like Kintyre's, Kintyre's nineteen dollars, and Cabalis is five to two, and and uh, and like you say, Encap's nineteen dollars, and Le Vampires is five to two. What the hell? The prices, the prices are wrong this race. John, did you think that Encap could could go forward here? No, because of the speed, Brett Preble. Uh, Portelli's obviously it's been ridden back and hit the line. He's just not one to change patterns. He'll just hope that a miracle happens in the seas part, and if not, he'll just blow up. Yeah, okay. Um, well, then, there, look, there is a risk that Les Vampires gets just complete control here and Timmy just steals it. That's uh, yeah, so my yeah, anyone, anyone taking quaddies, don't leave it out. Um, no. But uh, if there's any, if there's if there's these, if there's just average speed here, I really think those horses can get over it. And that's all, okay, you, exactly what I'd do. I'd leave Cabalis out, stand the vampires out in a try from the value, and then and have something on the value horses as your result. Probably it's a, it's a it's a weird race that you want to get sucked into betting more in, but it's a it's a bit tough. If it was Ramwick, holy shit, what a race that'd be! Oh no, don't worry. And it's six mm. meter rail as well, um, which was just yeah. It's, uh, it's not everything's lined up, but again, they're just overseas horses, so in my opinion. Nico might have a chubby for Tom Kitten, but 59 kilos sort of deflates Soft me. draw helps it. Big, strong horse. I don't think it'll matter for the 59, but, um, yeah, it depends whether it's go day or not, I reckon. Interesting one uh, at uh, at Mooney Valley. Rockabilly, uh, Rockabilly Rebel's gone down. Bjorn snuck this one down. Craig Williams takes a ride, and it's been 17 to $12, and it's got the Kintai form. Yeah. Against, it's got against handed. That, they, that was an ugly race. Mm-hmm. Fist of Fury. I think mean, look, it'll it'll be it'll be map positive at the valley. Um, mm. Brings different form. Uh, I, I, so, so it's gone. I like, this- hasn't it gone? Kembla, Grafton, Sydney, Melbourne. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Um, what what race is it again? Race uh, three against Robrick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a very even race. That I uh, I thought Rick Raw at well first start. I thought that Robrick was. Dynamic. It's just again, it's just valley. You want to unload, I want to unload Rob Rick, but it just looks like a bigger track horse, and is it going to handle the valley? So just probably can't. But I thought Rob Rick was clear top pick there. Just whatever you're going to put on Rob Rick, throw on the years, and you got four point eight times your money. Everything's all right. Hmm. Jay Walter declaration. Uh, Moody Valley race one the years. So uh, make sure you chime into that. What else do you know? Uh, 
Azza, you got any other goss or news or? Oh, feels like we haven't he, seen you for a while. Yeah, I'm hearing some goss about a, a prominent country Victorian trainer and uh, his backroom staff, but I, I, I think we'll save it for next week. Moment only, uh, but um, there's some horses that are running very, very well at the moment. Very, very well, and there's a lethal combination behind it. A the midget, the midget might have moved stable. The midget, remember the midget and the trapdoor? That was the greatest story ever. The midget used to come out and tube him out of the trapdoor in the truck. That was I oh, missed those days. Well, it's been quiet in Melbourne lately. There's, there's someone who's not allowed to train that's uh, doing a bit of work. I'm hearing. Mm. No, that, that's been that's if it's the same person you're talking. I, I, like they publicly saying old mates allowed to pre-train. Yeah, he is. Even yeah, though he doesn't yeah, have a lot. How is that even? How's that possible? Got a good combination of pre-trainer and vet. His trainer. That's all I'll say. Yeah. How how's that possible? There's a couple. How can you be DQ'd and can pre-train? Pre-trainers are not. I don't have to be registered, John. How's that possible? Don't have to be Amazing. licensed. Apparently, that's crazy. So jockey managers can't bet, but pre-trainers can, can be disqualified. That's an awesome gig. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say. To Only that. in America. I don't know what to say to that. But there is there is a couple of trainers that are just running through brick walls out in that sort of area of Western Victoria. Yeah. Horses that well, there's one, state of the there's one the at Mornington snow. too that I, I think Nico must be saying. Um, the one at Mornington. Um, who's, <laughs> Nico's definitely going to be silent here. A very good striker. A very good striker. Oh, no, I'll just say, I'm just saying they've got the Bright Oak Stable have an amazing strike rate at the moment. Amazing strike. Mm. The beauty of being a punter is we don't care how or why. We just observe patterns and bet to them. Exactly. And, uh, we just we don't got, leave a Bright Oak horse out of your quaddy, even if it's out of hunters. That's all I'll tell exactly. you. It's not mm. the stewards to worry about any of the other garbage. Exactly. We're just guessing. We're just trying to make good guesses, informed guesses, and and uh, and collect at the end of the day. Well, it's good to have you back, Azza. Thanks, mate. It's exciting to be able to tip horses at 20s that are good horses. Um yeah, I like getting into the value and, uh, yeah, looking forward to the spring and um, and contributing if you guys want me. I'll be uh, happy to join. Thanks for having no, me. That's good. No, it's good. We'll have you every week uh, that you're available from here on in and fingers crossed we can uh, fill the boots. So NCAP. make sure you are. Uh, here comes NCAP. NCAP. See, we're start, we started the show saying rubbishing the fields on Saturday. Now we've got a horn for about six different horses and we're going to have a fill up. Oh, there's so much pain. Five metre rail at Moody Valley, six metre rail at Grosse oh, no. It's just pain oh, no. central. It's awesome. Oh, no. oh, no. And, and hey, it, I can't do next week, boys, but after that I'm good for every other week. Okay, brushing us. All right. Yeah, that, that, yeah, well, I'm good anytime you need me, except next week. Except right, next so. week. Sorry, yeah, boys. Thanks, mate. All right. Well, good luck and uh, enjoy the holiday. That's how good he's going. He's- Appreciate it, boys. Thanks very much. Just keep punting. <laughs> there he is. So uh, you can uh, capitalize on the little uh, top two special. So if you uh, have got a small risk appetite um, but still want to get a good price for the top two, that Hennessy lad into uh, St. Lawrence, we think they're going to go super, super close. So uh, Tristan's kind enough to give us $4, 100 bucks each. So everyone uh, jump on board and uh, that'll be for top sport account holders for uh, for that one. Puntingform.com.au, that's uh, the database that I use. Have punting form. It will travel, can uh, take it anywhere, works overseas. You can do the form poolside from Bali, uh, wherever you want to go. It's an absolute beauty. So make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. That's how I moonlight and step across all all the different states uh, with some sort of uh, level of success. Obviously, Fangirl had a birthday last week, and that was an absolute beauty. I got a couple uh, later in the show. I'm not going to preview. There's no races. praise like self praise. Yeah, well, I've got to declared it moral. <laughs> Race ten at Rose Hill. Your turn now, mate. Piney River's the favourite here at Top Sport. 
three dollars twenty. Diamond Dealer five fifty. Hell I am nine dollars. Astero nine fifty. Lock Eagle ten dollars. Brosnan ten dollars. Rosita thirteen. Munitions sixteen dollars. Kabling sixteen. Arts that's a um that's a funny horse. Sixteen dollars. Funny placement. Ed Cummings and uh, then you've got Delat Delat. He's uh, seventeen dollars and then Cuban Royale uh, eighteen dollars. We're going to have a look at uh, Diamond Dealer here. It's uh, hemmed away on the fence. Looks like it's so, absolutely yeah. bolting there. And well, it's got the red sash. Bolt the whole race. It, um, they, they came out intention to lead, which gave me a full horn. I've absolutely done my slot on this horse. I think four runs this time in. Enjoyed every moment of it, just being carved every race. Finally get the intention to lead. She stays in the gates, hunts the crap out of it, and, and races fiercely up their backsides. The most important part here is, the last 50 metres for me here is the horse was probably some sort of query to strong 1,200 and for it to sort of race so keenly and still finish the race off there somewhat. I think that the winner of that race would be starting, you know, I know it was pretty soft that day, but it would be about $1.30 in this race. So um, down on the limit, Tyler's not one that's known for pushing the button, but um, I think the lead's there in this race. Probably McDonald, Piney, Lass, what's it called, Piney? River. River. Is the other horse with, I think it's got the blinkers on, could potentially there. There's one other sort of on-speed horse. I should know all this, but um, he's drawn underneath them all. And if the horse jumps cleanly at all, I think it'll I think it'll lead and and just be, you know, given an aggressive ride and allowed to bowl this time. Uh, I think Pioneer Lass is in, in Melbourne as well, and I saw that it was still sort of stabled in Melbourne last time I checked. I don't know whether uh, they've pulled it out or made a decision yet, but to be wary of that from a potential scratching perspective. Honestly, I'd rather it came out. I'd rather take 460 about this horse with Pioneer um, River out. But, um, yeah, this is D-Day. This is the last time I'll give this horse a chance. Very fit, inside draw, down in the weights, uh, as I said, sort of, yeah, like six-metre rail at Rose Hill and sort of get nine to two. Um, yeah, I think this is its absolute D-Day. And as I said, we've talked about the meeting, it's it's pretty tough uh, there's other sort of races you could find semi-angles in, but this is the only one I could find with any sort of conviction that looked like it was a, a solid, solid play. Mm. Rosetta, get too far back? Yeah, I, that was it. I was just poking holes in all of the horses basically and just hoping that he's he's the one that's fit, ready and mm. up on speed and out of trouble. And, no you know, wait. it doesn't hurt. I know it's all balls, but Bjorn does live, love winning that last race for whatever reason. He's a sicko for it, so... <laughs> He and and this horse was in the last race last time. It, it shows with his changes of tactics. He really does put a lot of thought in to try to win them. And it's you know it's it's it's, it's an absolutely useless stat, but it shows that he thinks about it and he and he has intent to try and win it. So that's enough for me to say that this horse will um be, be on the job as much as it possibly can be. And and a few of these horses will be using it as as uh, as warm ups into deeper preparations. Whereas this horse basically is is uh, this is it for it. I'd say. And any sort of pattern or bias, you'd just be oh, any, stacking the yeah, chips any, up. Any, as oh. long as the fence is good. I don't yeah. want it third the fence. You can see there, it's not the sort of horse mm. you want bottled up. You'd rather yeah. it's sort of outside leader than behind it. You really want this horse to lead, and I think that they know that now. I didn't think LIM trialed any good. Astero sort of back the inside. Lock Eagles, good horse, but drawn 10. Brosnan's going to be out the back having a practice. You would imagine Rosetta the same. You can just pick holes in all these horses. I had a close look at the trials of Arts. It, um, it certainly looked like it was had plenty of work put into it and it's not going to want 1,200 metres first up, even though it is dangerous and Ed's always dangerous with these sorts of horses. There's just nothing that can really win apart from um, apart from Piney River. Obviously, everything can win, but things have to go heavily in other horses' favour to, to get them over the line, whereas these two horses are going to be up out of trouble, hard fit and, 
and really do find themselves and like what is it five or six bucks um, diamond deal. So even with the scratching of a Piney River, that's I'd, I'd, I'd prefer it to be fair. Mm. Just give it a good ride, Tyler. Yeah, just get it out the gate. I wish Tim was on it, but um, 52. Good luck getting Tim at 52 many times a year, maybe for an Everest. That's about it. Rachel off, Walt on. So uh, it does pain him to to tip Tyler Schiller. So this is this is a little oh, he's actually going Reed Walt angle. I like this. If he finds yeah, Tyler, no, I want to be on. He's riding well, but I think, yeah, he's, he's, um, his only issue is he's a bit collet-like. He can be a bit passive, but um, he can do it all. He's, he's, he's one in jockey who really is improving, and it's good to see, and I heard him even say that he's been talking to Michael Hawks and he told him to stop doing so much form and tying himself down to speed maps and these sort of things. And whilst you may or may not agree with the advice he's getting, at least he's out there and actively trying to improve and work on things. I love hearing things like that. And he was um, he sounds like he's really motivated, which is good. I'm motivated about this horse now as well. Racingwatch.com.au for more of uh, Johnny's analysis. Uh, he's a master punter for uh, a very good reason. You can just get his service from uh, by the Telegram source on your, uh, your app on your iPhone or if uh, you're anchored to the uh, the laptop like me and uh, Nico and a few of the boys, you can jump in the, uh, the chat room and uh, be sick like the rest of them in there. All right, that's, uh, that's a good look at uh, Mooney Valley and Sydney. Let's have a look at uh, Donnie's Best up in Bris Vegas. G'day, gents. This weekend's best bet comes up in race nine at Dooman. Race nine, number nine, Hocker Hay. It's been carrying Sam Cott the last three or four starts. It actually got a win with her in the saddle, which is a rare feat for her at the moment. A. Jones gets on, 1,600, barrier three, so it should posse up. should probably get three back the fence, which is not a bad spot for it. There's a fairly strong tempo predicted on paper, so it will, if it can angle clear at the top of the straight, it's going to be um, running home very hard. There's a lot of good gents in this race, but they're going to be much further back than Hocker Hay. So I think around $10, it's a nice each-way bet. So race nine, number nine, each-way. Good luck. Interesting one here. The horse that he tipped last uh, weekend, hell of a deal, lines up here. So whether it's had a little bit of an issue or a temperature or they've saved it for this week, does look a tougher race, so that's the 15 hell of a deal who Donny tipped last week. So I'm sure other people will uh, be noticing that, though. But um, this is a tricky race, so no surprise he's gone for something sort of around the 9 or $10 mark, I think. Um, yeah, I like it. Hard fit, strong horse on big, pace. Big rider change as well. Mm. And that's, is she still an apprentice? No, I think she's just, she's come, just, out, come, out. just come out of a time, yeah. Angela Jones, but uh, she rides pretty good. And, yeah, it's, it's sort of big on jockeys, jockey changes and – it's a real jockey's that was boring, episode. Wasn't it? I thought he was, you know, he normally goes like Grafton into Doomman or something. Like Little Friday special. That was like the Aldi bloody express lane version of Donnie. One. Interesting. One bet strategy. Hmm. He hasn't found any of the little short, short morals. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's Doombin. I haven't had a good look, so not sure uh, there. Let's have a look at the top sport steamers. Um what did we have last week? Nelly, uh, Nelly got the lot with uh, Skirt the Law. But uh, the first one here is a horse that we've just mentioned earlier, uh, Rooney Valley Race 3, number 3, Rob Rick, uh, $1,003. That was in the race that uh, the assaulter discussed. Nico, you, uh, you happy with that bet, $1,003? Or- yeah, I think $3 is a, a fair price. It's probably just a, a little bit of concern. He's getting deep into his first campaign off a really hot race. Last start just to be his- just a little bit flat, but I think if he's not, he's the winner in the the horse he beat. Um, Gangitano actually runs today at Pakenham, so you'll get a bit of a guide there. He's about $1.50, so he should be winning pretty convincingly, you would have thought, so you'll get a bit of a guide on that form. 
it did rate well last start. So uh, yeah, I could see the see the love. That's that's Azza for sure. That's it's probably not Azza. It's Paulie. You know, it's his second personality <laughs> that he doesn't like to tell himself about I'll, I'll that, you know, or just a little thousand just in case. Yeah, wanted sure. to launch, but I've had a thousand anyway. Yeah. Moody Valley Race 4, number 3, River Plate, uh, 170 at $13. This is taking on uh, my tip here, uh, Hennessy Lad. There's a couple of good or uh, interesting horses in here. I thought uh, Legend of, of Dubai is an interesting one. I thought uh, I'm a Shelby uh, will improve again, but uh, I thought Hennessy Lad is clear the horse to beat, Nico. Yeah, it looks hard to beat Hennessy Lad. He's just probably going to need a bit of luck from the draw. There's lots of speed in that race, and he found a very similar race uh, last campaign, 1,600 metres of Mooney Valley, where he drew barrier two and had no luck. I could see that happening again, to be honest. So that's probably the worry there. But River Plate, he probably needs to improve a bit off what he's done his last two. He's a, he's a bit in the wilderness of his last two runs. It's interesting. $17 into uh, $9.50 at Top Sport. And he's been beaten, yeah, 6, 3. And D Oliver takes the ride now. So it's gone Danny Beasley to uh, D Oliver, so... Danger Will Robinson, as uh, as Walt would say. Morphville race one number three. Uh, Prince Joffre is an expert. Eight hundred at three sixty. Anyone? Uh, Joffrey Joffre isn't it the bloke from Coming to America? This is uh, this is Travis Doodle or Dowdle's um, runner here. So it's into three twenty now. Lord Luca, Ammo or more easy campesi, and I'm Kenny. So good little push there, but um, not a race that I've had time to uh, to see. No through. time. No time to look. I thought you go Adelaide first. No, I don't. No, I don't go Adelaide first. I go. I just go everywhere quickly. Just go a quick scan. To Someone fields. says, "Do it." So you're there. Yeah. Then you go, do it, do it there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I bob all around the place with my little punning for Bob thing. for apples. Yeah. The next one is a bit for you, Walt. Uh, race ten, number one, Cuban Rail. So that's against. Uh, yeah, you can your roll best. forward. It's sort of drawn wide first up. Um, yeah, I'm not going to knock it. It's a it's a monster bet. I can see why it's made the top sports team. Is at eighty dollars at twenty six. It looks like a part. <laughs> looks like a partial bit. There. It must be the grandmother of the trainer or something, and they're just don't having a heart attack. They don't want to hold it. Hannah Williams. Um, yeah, claiming three. Yeah, no good. No, she's right. She shouldn't be riding in town, but um, yeah, she can ride, but just shouldn't be riding in town. All right, that's uh, that's the guts of the show. There's a um, there's a little sneaky little bet I like in Adelaide is uh, Papali, ex Sydney horse. I thought she rattled home really well in the um, in the Edison race at Flemington. Papali, I thought she was just that out there for a look. That, uh, Jason Coyle had. Yeah, so it's gone to Peter Moody. Ooh. Yeah, so it's got a nose roll. It's got a has <laughs> got a nose roll. <laughs> has got a nose roll. So it's now um, this will be its target race. So it's a fourteen hundred meter race. It's got to take on um, see you in heaven that uh, that speedy uh, filly there. So she's about two dollars ten. Papali, they've put up $26. I thought that was a massive price, quite trial. She hit the line beautifully at uh, Flemington, and this will be a grand final. They're sending over uh, Brian Higgins, Brittany Higgins, B Higgins in the form guide, $26. $6 a place this is beautiful. It's so a weird horse. It's I'll a, be launching it's, that It's one. got an engine. It's what? got an engine, Papali, yeah, and that's a dangerous Stable change. change. Holy cow. If you go back and have a look at its last start at Flemington, off the back of the quiet trial, this is, this is a great bet, so I'm really keen on this one. Absolutely horned up. We'll probably send it before the show goes out as a, uh, a bit of a unit play for the syndicate as well. And I think that's um, that's a lot. I think that's the, end, that's the end of the show. It feels like we got through uh, super, super quick. But uh, good luck out there, Nico. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. There's uh, there's a few good races at Morpherville, actually. Insulation. Of course, we sort of wanted to follow out the yard last night. He runs V the Nephew. I think he'd be beating him. And uh, the Gouch runs in race number seven. It's absolute D-Day for him. So, uh T paddle goes aboard there for uh, the Noonan family, so hopefully you can get the result. But um, 
it's kitchen sink job for him if he's not winning on Saturday. So uh, we think he'll run well. So maybe worth having something on him at double figures. I think insulation's a great bet. I think it was it was it at sale that the the win at sale that was a pretty big win. Yeah, yeah come from the back, huge win. Gets right down the weight, gives the, well, the nephew's got 61 and a half and he'll carry 54. So, uh, probably a better horse, too. So, he looks well. He's been 290 and 225, but uh, looks, looks easy enough to find, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, that's race four, number eight, insulation. And the nephew, he did win at the shorts last week, but uh, to my eye, he just didn't look like he got through that track. So, I think it's, I think it's a soft seven at the moment and I think it'll improve. There's, Clear blue skies. You're a big, you're a big weatherman now. You're a big Tim Bailey. I, I saw it. Tim Bailey the no, other days about 120 just, kilos with a mohawk. So, so there might be a gap for you there. It's just so hard to find bets. Like at, at the moment, if you just sit there and bet through one track, you know, you can just get carved up so easily. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of looking everywhere, um, all over the place. To so try you're and saying you've only just started that? What's that? You've just started doing that because of the tracks? No. Are you trying to justify you to yourself or? Anyway, back insulation and you're just F- a sick gambler that likes to just apply your talent everywhere. across Australia. Don't don't hide behind it. Just bet. That's what we're trying to do. Little Birdie Syndicate. So I think we're I don't know hovering around sixty units or something like that. So we're going all right. But uh, I think that if you can run a place, so you could probably nearly um, Cornell him up if you're um, as sick as me. All right, I think that's the end of the show. Uh, I'm sick of it, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back next week. But no, as DK hopefully will be over his uh, little sniffle. And uh, we'll hopefully get uh, a better quality of uh, fields, but hopefully we've Does left it run a couple the of rows next week. It's got to be close. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's start. It's just yeah. Sydney can only improve, so it's, I think it's it just warms up nicely from here on in. We didn't even mention the um, the other race, the other San big Domenico. Race. Yeah, the San Domenico. Great race. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's probably a race. It's it's easy to talk about, but it's not um, easy to find the winner. I think it's a race to to watch and learn from a bit like that. Uh, oh, you got the result out of Fangirl, but there was a lot more probably. To learn from the barrier trials of others in the race, then then you got the result. That's amazing. Cornish, you tipping that Nico in the San Domenico? Godolphin? Nah, he was the biggest two I've ever seen. I don't expect him to improve at all at three. So he might get the run of the race, but I don't think he could forecast he's going to improve sort of his ratings or anything. So uh now my uh my Saturday set for Sydney was Love Empire. I thought he'd be extremely hard to beat. So that Ooh. was that was me for Sydney. Okay. Agree. That was kind of how we alluded to. It's it's the one that you you've got to make sure it's probably not going to hurt you. But um, yeah, it's a it's a race of angles. That's for sure. Like as I said, mm. yeah, Sydney's hard. Like the instructor, very short. I think Kandinsky abstracts a really interesting horse. But that'll be Golden Rose, won't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it still can sprint. It's a good horse. It's a bit ten gate. It's at Libertad similar. Very interesting horse. Ten eleven gate. Um, Untouchable Legend can run a sneaky race from gate one. I think it's um, it's not hopeless. Moravia, they've got a huge opinion of, but draws wide. That general salutes that horse that um, we were. I remember at Warwick Farm, really impressive, and had a had a bad issue mm. prior to that. So it could be anything. It's a it's a really good race. Absolute cracker. Make sure uh, it's a big watch and learn too. So make sure you jump on Nico's uh, Telegram for free, and then uh, jump in Walt's chat. So. Big learning opportunities, these uh, cards, even though we sort of half pie bag them, you're going to uh, find lots of winners out of them. So if you watch closely and listen to the boys, you'll find uh, a lot of winners and uh, you'll stay in the game for longer. All right, big thanks to all our sponsors and uh, we'll see you next week. Can't wait.